Welcome to the Tweet Trends Podcast. Hey, Yvette, what's trending today? Hey, I'm Yvette. Hey, girl. And you are tuned into Tweet Trends. It's the quickest way to find out what's trending today. Man, I got to pull it together. What is today? Let's get started. Initially, my plan was to talk about the fact that this month is National Drunk and Drug Driving Prevention Month. However, I look at that like, well, you know, that is mainly because it's the holiday season. And in a typical year, you would have people going to bars and parties and things like that. And they're getting drunk. They're doing drugs and getting high and that type of thing. And therefore, it'd be it'd be more commonplace for people to be out drinking and driving or being drugged and driving. Now, I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that because of these COVID times, people are having to go out of their way to go someplace to drink because a lot of places aren't open. They they are limited. They, you know, it's not the same. So, I kind of was like, well, you know, let me see what else is happening out here in these streets. And that's when I learned about Safe Harbor Day. Now, full disclosure, as much as I loved going to school as a kid, like all, like every grade level, I loved it. I was, you know, I was excited about the summers because my cousins would be there and we'd have lots of fun. But at the end of the summer, I can't say I was upset because I was excited about going to school to learn I wasn't excited because I was going to see my school friends. I was excited about the education opportunities that I was getting by going to school. So I loved going to school. And the more I think back, I'm trying to imagine in my government class, was there ever a day that we talked about Safe Harbor Day? Now, Government was not my favorite class. I, I'll be honest with that. And I'm willing to put money on it, though, that in all of the ups and downs, ins and outs of that class, at no point was there a full disclosure discussion about elections and special features like this Safe Harbor Day thing that we're talking about here and all of that good stuff. I'm willing to put money on it that it was not taught. Now, if you went to Middleton High School and you beg to differ, please come and have a talk with me, but I will bet you you were not in my class, so you still could not speak on what we were taught during that time period. So, you know, I struggle with it because basically it's saying that this Safe Harbor Day uh, deals with what Congress is being charged with doing. So here, here's the breakdown. Under the law, Congress must count the electoral votes from the states that have chosen their electors. Now, the electors are the people that are actually the ones that cast the ballot for president. And that has not taken place yet. And so they're saying that the Congress has to go ahead and get this ball rolling And they also have to resolve any legal disputes over those choices by the 
deadline of this particular act. And that deadline is six days prior to the electors' votes, when the electors cast their votes, which is today. So what was I saying all that for? Well, first off, four dozen lawsuits have been filed since the election by the current administration and his campaign. And it's absolutely straight up and down, freaking ridiculous. You know, just thinking about it, it made me think about reality TV. You know, um, I'm going to date myself here by saying this. I remember the real world season one, New York. I remember that like it was yesterday. And I wanted to send in a videotape to try to get on the real world. Back in the day, reality TV, I liked it. But as I got older and reality TV began to change, didn't like it so much. It was a bunch of nonsense, craziness, crazy talk. And 45 is the epitome of reality TV. He has to try to find a spin, a way, a any anything he can to try to keep his name relevant, to keep his name in the spotlight, to keep people talking about him. And the way that he speaks so matter of fact about things, like the fact that he was saying that if he didn't win, it was going to be because they cheated. How in the world? He don't have a direct line to God. Paula White proved that. Mrs. Cleo, she ain't around to help you. Like, seriously, how is it that in your brain, you can say before something has even taken place that if I don't win, it's because somebody else cheated? That says a lot about a person and how highly they think of themselves. And I'm, I can feel my little blood pressure going up right now just talking about this dude. But I have had it. I'm fed up with the nonsense, the shenanigans. And I don't understand how some of these people out here that are his supporters, how are they not fed up? You know, it's one thing when your team loses and you take it hard. But you know what? Eventually, life goes on. You continue going to work. You forget about that loss and you move on. Why haven't we been able to move on from this, people? Why? Why are we still stuck treading water in the same place? He's running around here telling all sorts of lies and propaganda about every and anything under the sun that's going to get his name on the news in somebody's mouth. And I hate the fact that I'm even talking about him now, but it's just one of those things, like I said, I am so freaking fed up that it's not even funny. So you know what? I'm going to quit while I'm ahead. Let's move on to the next topic. I'm going to wrap up today's episode talking about Pfizer and this vaccine that is being uh, administered over in Britain. Now, I'm very, very confused by this. They're saying that the first two people that received this vaccine over there, the first was a woman, she's 90 years old, and the second was a man 
named William Shakespeare, and he's 81 years old. And that they are the first two to receive the vaccine outside of the trials, right? And I'm so confused by this because my thought is, how come the doctors and nurses aren't getting this vaccine first? Because they're the ones that have to deal with the people with the virus. If I can be vaccinated and I have to work around these people, then that makes it very probable that I won't catch it because I'm in close proximity to people who have it. And therefore, I can stay on the job longer. I can continue to help people. Why are they giving the vaccine to a bunch of elderly people. Now, I say a bunch of elderly people. I know of all of two pe- two elderly people that received the vaccine. But I'm just saying, I don't understand why doctors and nurses are not getting the vaccine first. And then that brings me to the idea that I want to talk to an anti-vaxxer to hear what are their thoughts on this? Like, are they kind of sitting here like, whatever, <laughs> get your little vaccine together. I'm not taking it. So where does that put us as a country on a whole if, you know, the anti-vaxxer group, they have been against vaccinations, period. So what makes me think that somebody who's been against vaccinations all this time, they don't get their children vaccinated, they have stopped any type of vaccinations that they may need, and then, you know, this overnight cure, not so much cure, but vaccine for COVID is out. What makes me think they're going to go run in to get this vaccine for their family? I don't see it happening. And so does that not put us back in the same place position that we've been in all this time, where even before COVID, where there would be these pockets across the country of places where these diseases that had been eradicated were like showing up all of a sudden again in these populations of people who have have uh, refused to be vaccinated, to receive vaccinations for these various uh, diseases. And so I, I'm very interested if you or anybody you know is an anti-vaxxer, please reach out because I really would love to have that discussion with you just to learn more and figure out What are you thinking about this whole situation now? Because honestly, right now, I'm a little leery of the whole idea that, okay, so I get it that the elderly, that they are being hit hard by the disease. However, I still think that the people taking care of the people with the diseases, they should be taken care of first. And that's just me, though. That's just me. And then on top of that, the idea, like, I've, I'm never the first one to get anything. You know, a new phone comes out. Uh, let me see what what's up with it. Because there are going to be lots of bugs with it. And people are going to figure that out. And I guess I'm a long-term person. Like, what does it look like in the long run? 50 years down the line. What What, what is this vaccination going to have any type of bearing on the people who got it or this disease, is it going to have any type of bearing on the people who got it? I got a lot of questions. Do you guys have any answers for me? Please hit me up if you have some answers or you just want to discuss it. Let's just talk.
Thanks for joining me. If you got any questions, you know anybody that's willing to have that tough conversation, please send them my way. Send them to Twitter, Facebook, IG, YouTube. Hey Yvette, that's at H-E-Y-E-V-E-T-T-E or just look for the hashtag Tweet Trends. One last thing though, I don't know if you guys play the hashtag game or not, but oh my gosh, I love it. And right now, uh, before I started recording, the hashtag that was up for uh, remarks was there's always one who. And for this episode, I'm going to say there's always one who has to be in the spotlight and we know who that is. There's always one who teaches you just enough, but always keeps something for themselves so they can never say that you were smarter than them. And last but not least, there's always one who is going to stand in the wings and watch what happens to you first before they decide to drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> All right, guys, have a great day. I'll see you back here again on Thursday.